How to be supportive by being critical. Hi, welcome to another episode of Business Mindset Mastery. My name's Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and performance coach for business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can always find me over at choosetohaveitall.com. And today I'm coming at you with a challenge to start telling people what you really think. Here's the deal. In the online business space, one of my pet peeves is the never-ending non-stop support for total BS. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like one of the things that I see a lot in um, business owners who are just starting out and with established business owners is everyone is so worried about being nice all the time. We just talked about this yesterday when I was helping the listener figure out how to manage outstanding balances in our business because business owners often are hesitant to go after outstanding fees because they're so afraid of how that's going to be perceived, how people will interpret that for other people on social media and how it'll affect their bottom line so they end up staying silent. I think this happens too with our opinions. When we have critical feedback, supportive feedback, or ideas for how people could do things differently, we're largely hesitant to say so. Sometimes we'll offer advice if we're asked, but if we see a train wreck in in motion happening in front of our eyes, it's my story and my belief that more or, you know, nine times out of 10, people are just going to stay quiet, look the other way and be glad it isn't happening to them. That giving feedback, telling people how they could do something better is somehow critical. I have to tell you, I get my fair share of feedback about this show. When you run a show offering people advice five days a week, you are going to hear what people really think about that, particularly when they think they're protected by the anonymity of a random G email address. But here's the thing. I can, I can tell when people really care about my show and they want to let me know that I get, went off the rails a little bit. Last week, I got a letter about one of my episodes and it, the letter was really good feedback. The listener said, hey, you sounded really unfocused in that episode. I know you like talking off the cuff, but I think sometimes you might be better served by having a little bit of an outline. I found you repeated yourself a couple of times and you didn't go back to a point that you had started. And when I went back and I listened to that episode, that listener was absolutely right. And that listener was the only one who wrote in to tell me so. But clearly that listener cares about me, cares about my show and my message, and wants me to be seen in a better light by listeners who may not necessarily know me, who may not trust that I have the best of intentions and that I'm always looking to do this better. I took that letter as someone having my back. The same is true for hater comments, honestly. I think if sometimes people are so motivated to take the time to send me an email to offer their point of view, even if they don't deliver it in the most respectful, kindest, professional way possible, there's sometimes still value there because people are taking the time to tell you what they think. They're taking the time to listen to your show. They don't have to. There's thousands of podcasts out there that people could listen to. I'm fortunate and grateful for every single listener 
that takes the time to listen to me. So I take it with a grain of salt. It sure may be a hater comment, but it also may be somebody who doesn't know how to give feedback. But I can decide for myself, my lens, how I'm going to look at the comment, and I can offer it to myself as an opportunity to make myself grow and become better at this. But here's the thing. A lot of times we have those ideas. We have that feedback for people and we don't say it because we're afraid of how it might look or we're afraid of the impact it might have on us. I was in a similar situation last week. Again, you guys are learning all of my mindset lessons in real time as I build an established residency here in California. My husband and I recently installed a security alarm um, in our home. And uh, when we did so, uh, ADT was the um, sort of established security home here the established security system that most people used in the area. But we know we're working with architects and contractors in the coming months as we do a redesign of the home and make it universal design. So we asked our architect what he thought. And he said, you know, if you could please keep it local, we really do value and try whenever possible to support local businesses. Here's the company. Here's the number. Give them a call. They've served me well. They'll have your back. So I contacted the sales rep. I told what we need. We basically just wanted the bare basics um, to start with, and then we were going to go heavy duty and really armor up um, after the renovation. I was crystal clear about what we needed, and he set a time up to come. And uh, the next day, about maybe three hours before our scheduled appointment time, he called me to tell me he realized he had double booked. He wouldn't be able to come, and he rescheduled. He rescheduled for the following week. And he no-showed the following week. He didn't call. He didn't give me any advance notice. I had cleared my schedule for him to come, and he simply no-showed. One strike, two strikes. In my book and in my estimate, he should have been out. I would have probably at that point in time, if it were just solely up to me, said, you know, moving on, going with another company. But again, our architect had asked us of this. Our architect had had a good experience with this company. So I went ahead and rescheduled. When he showed up, he didn't even try pitching me the alarm system. He didn't tell me anything about the company. He did not set himself up for success at all. He basically just said, so what is it that you want? This is what the price would be. He also didn't apologize for the bumpy start in our relationship. He didn't acknowledge or say out loud at any point in time that he had already canceled and already no-showed, and he didn't show appreciation for my time, and quite frankly, he didn't show respect for my time. But again, we'd already made the decision to go with this company. I assumed he probably had figured that out, so he didn't try that hard, and he got the sale, and he got our business, probably a little bit against my better judgment. We, when we were scheduling the install, he told me it was a six hour process and he wanted it on such and such a day. I told him that day wouldn't work because I already had scheduled client calls. I would need to do a six hour visit on a day when I didn't have client calls. Otherwise, I wouldn't be available to the install technician for questions or concerns, comments, or to be directed and taught about the security system. And he said, well, we only schedule it for six hours as an insurance policy. It really should only be about three or three and a half. I'd like 
to schedule it anyway. And I said, there's no available time otherwise. And he said, not really. Again, against my better judgment, I went with it. The install technician showed up an hour late. So it was supposed to be, what, this three and a half hour call? And we're already, you know, an hour into that. And I have a client scheduled to talk to. He shows up at the door and I said, hi, thank you for coming. So happy to have you. Here's the deal. And I run down with the technician how the sales associate had said he really thought he could be, the technician, the install technician could be in and out, but that I was going to be unavailable. Available. The install technician was great. He said, listen, that's not really fair to you. It's not a realistic expectation that I'm going to be in and out of this within two and a half hours, but I absolutely can do this and leave you undisturbed. Don't even worry about it. So he really had my back and things started to get better, despite the fact that he showed up an hour late. After my client calls, after it starts to go smoothly, the in install technician then tells me that we can use an app to manage our security system through, that it's really easy, it's really streamlined, and we could just set up the app and we'd be able to run our alarm system through the app. The app doesn't work. Of course it doesn't work, right? Because this has been my experience with this company since the beginning. And anybody who knows me and is listening to this knows like what the hell is how they're doing. She would have told this guy where to go and how to get there days ago. But again, as a favor to the architect, blah, 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 blah. So the install technician calls his company and says, I'm with the client here and we can't get the app to work. We've tried this, we've tried this. The install technician is perfectly appropriate, perfectly professional, perfectly on point and really described the, the problem very, very well, very accurately and succinctly. The help desk, because he's on speaker on his phone, was freaking rude to him. Dimini like diminishing in tone, condescending, basically felt like this was a dumb reason for him to call, clearly made it sound like he couldn't be bothered, and basically left it up to the technician to figure out and told the technician, you should try calling other install guys. I don't know what to tell you here. The install technician was like, this is so satisfactory. Let's try this. Let's try that. And then one of the things I ended up joking with him about was like, hey, when my computer freaks out on me and stops working for no random reason, I usually have to do a hard reboot and restart and whatever is sort of discombobulated gets recombobulated. Maybe we can try that. And so now I'm in partnership with this guy trying to get the app to work and together we figured it out. And that's absolutely what we did. We did a hard um, reboot and a reinstall and got it all set and off to the races we were. A week later, the survey comes in my email about how was our service? How well did we serve you? And in that moment, I knew I was going to communicate honestly because I don't want this to happen to anyone else. And I believe this company could get better with feedback. I wasn't, you know, I, I said to my husband, I skewered them and I didn't really, um, but I was honest. And I, in the response, I walked through every step of failure, every misstep, the no-show, the cancellation, the late arrival, the rude um, support staff or the install technician, all of it. And I laid it bare. 
not just to have a pissing contest, not to just go on a rant, but to be really clear with a company who's largely probably going to have our business unless they have another major screw up for several years into the future. I wanted to give them that feedback. I think in those situations for the larger companies, giving that kind of feedback is easy, automatic, and it's not really a challenge. But I want you to imagine that there's someone's name on that survey, that I had to specifically tell the salesperson, you really sucked. You didn't, you oversold, underdelivered. I really don't like where you're going here. That's what happens when we're running online businesses and so many people are building their businesses based on personal brands. We're seeing people out there as themselves telling us what they think, how they move through the world, how they serve, and they're expecting us to just, I think, large in part, support them, have their backs, share their content, know, like, and trust, etc., etc. Here's the problem with that. There is so much BS in business these days. There's so many false promises. There's so many times when people really are not setting themselves up for success. They're not showing us how they really shine or they're acting so cookie cutter and acting like other people that we don't really know who they are, what they do, or how they serve. So part of it is on us to help people recognize and understand where when they're going wrong and how they're how they're, <coughs> oh, excuse me, a cough on a podcast. <laughs> That's probably against podcast rules. I'll get a letter about that too, I'm sure. Um, but we're, get, we're, we're expected to have people's back. We're expected to be supportive to, if we have something nice to say, say it. But if we don't have something nice to say, could we just very much keep it to ourselves, please? Here's the problem with that. If we only give praise and we don't allow the room for critical feedback, we're not being honest ourselves. We're not showing up authentically. We're not offering real value because if we're just in this kumbaya, everybody's great and I'm going to support the people I want to support and I'm not supporting people who I disagree with, it sounds good in theory, but poor in execution because if you don't stand for something, you stand for nothing. Like beginning, middle, and end. We have to show people who we are and we have to show people that we're invested in them and that means being critical. I would really like to think and believe that if the service I had by this large generic security company was a one-on-one mom and pop service, that I would have done the absolute same thing. That if I got the phone call, hey ma'am, how'd we serve you? That I would give that feedback honestly. Because that is my challenge. That when someone asks you what you think, be honest in your response. You get to be respectful, you get to be professional, but be honest. When you see someone going off the rails and you see a train wreck in motion, if you have a relationship with that person, if you have a connection, consider saying something. Consider having the business owners back and saying, hey, 
I see where you're going. You're taking a left turn. I really think you need to go right. I did that myself with a former client a couple of months ago, and it was really hard, and I had to talk myself into it, but I saw content that she was putting out on social media. It was looking sort of disjointed, disorganized, and inconsistent, and I knew it wasn't setting her up for success, and I'm not even a business strategist. I do the mindset piece, but I knew that I needed to have her back and say, hey, listen, I got to tell you how this might be perceived. I have to let you know how people might be looking at this. I hope you understand. I hope it's okay, but I really want you to be successful, and I think that this particular choice is getting in the way of your success. I told her what I wanted her to think because we have to do that if we're really going to believe in this idea of together we rise. If we're helping people, if we're having our each other's backs, it often means being critical. You won't have the time to do this for everybody, but for the people who matter, the people who are in your inner circle, who are in your web, who are in your audience or in your prospective lead camp, Think about being honest about what you think. Consider telling people the stand you're making. Recognize that if you're being too nice, you're playing too vanilla. And vanilla doesn't work for business. It may be the most popular ice cream flavor, but it doesn't work for selling businesses. It doesn't work for selling products, services. It doesn't get the sale. It leaves money on the table when you constantly play in the middle, when you're constantly vanilla and you err on the side of being too nice. Now, that's a major hole sometimes that people need to fill in their business. And there's a lot of other obstacles to success. A lot of times people don't know where they're going, how they're going to get there, and they don't know the right decision to make for where they're at in their business. So they constantly play it safe across the board in everything they do, in everything they choose, and it leaves these holes in their business. I've talked to you this week about Jess Lorimer and I. You can find her over at smartleadersell.com. She and I are running a free business building challenge where we're taking the B out of business building. We're identifying crystal clear where you are now in your business so you can identify where you need to go next in order to start increasing sales and it's in order to start increasing your confidence. She's coming at you with solid sales strategy. She herself is a seven-figure business owner. She helps other people find that level of success. She's going to have your back with the strategy. I've got you with mindset. We start on Monday, April 2nd, and I would love nothing more than to see you in her group and in this challenge. The best way to sign up right now so you get in on this before Monday is to head over to a website, jessicalorimer.com, and it's forward slash BS dash challenge. I will put that link in the show notes so you can easily find it and join us. We would love to have you there, get to know you, get to know your business and help you get to the next step. We want you to be successful and success always starts with your truth, even the hard ones to say. 
Thanks so much for joining me for this conversation today. I really enjoy working with you and talking to you each day. However, I have to be honest that I am taking tomorrow off from podcasting. I will be back in your earbuds on Monday, April 2nd for the challenge start day because my best friend is coming to town in just a few hours and I am taking a long weekend so I can spend every possible second with her. It's my first East Coast visitor. I am completely lit up. And by the way, I think I should get extra points for still recording my show when I can practically struggle with sitting still right now. I'm just bursting and grinning from ear to ear at the thought that she's coming and I positively cannot wait for her to get here. So I hope that you have something to be excited for as you're wrapping up. Definitely catch out those old episodes if you haven't been listening for a while. There's a lot of good gems there that you can take up and listen to instead tomorrow. Otherwise, thanks so much for joining me today. I look forward to talking to you on Challenge Kickoff Day on Monday. Thanks so much and bye for now.